church is not a building. And when you get back, you go back into the New Testament and you look at the the words underpinning it in the Greek, ecclesia. Um, It's the gathering. It's the gathering of the people. It's it's really all about the people. It's not the the bricks and mortar. We sometimes get confused about that. Dear beloved, now the word says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Testament Podcast. Hello family, how are we all doing? You might as well call me the protocol cousin because I know I've been away for so long guys and I am sincerely sorry, life has been somewhat of a roller coaster, but I know that that's no excuse for me to produce any content at all. So in my next episode I will actually talk about where I have been for the last couple of months and where I'd like to take my podcast moving on forward. But for this particular episode, I am humbly joined by my pastor who is a father, a leader and as we discuss yeah, church in the pandemic and how he himself has dealt with the pandemic and how he sees the church moving forward. And so, yeah, I've been praying that you guys share it with your friends and family and more importantly, that you guys enjoy this episode. Yeah, so Pastor James, I know that um, obviously lockdown and COVID obviously affected all of us and obviously we've all struggled through it. But how would you say you yourself have been affected um, in regards to, say, your spiritual health, your mental health as a father, a leader, and even as a pastor? And how do you think other pastors and leaders have also been um, dealing with it themselves in regards to the challenges and maybe even the blessings? Kevin, thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. It's like a pleasure to be here. And that's a great question because... Um, I think COVID and lockdown has been a, a challenge to everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, it's true that I wear several hats. So, you know, speaking as a dad, um, yeah. you know, there have been good good things and, and uh, things which have been less easy. And the good things have been being, you know, at home um, with the kids, uh, being able to spend some quality time with them. That's been wonderful. Um, but not always with, uh, without struggles, you know. It's been hard sometimes to set boundaries between you know, what is professional life and, <laughs> and what's personal. And sometimes, you know, relationships come under strain. Every relationship comes under strain when, when you haven't got a lot of um, uh, time and, and uh, space uh, to share. Um, so um, as, a, as a pastor, um, yeah, it's... Uh, Pastoral ministry is all about um, people, really. And uh, you imagine a year ago when we're at the beginning of of COVID, we had no idea what's coming. And from one week to the next, we're suddenly thinking, well, what's going to happen to the congregation? (laughs) You know, they're going to evaporate. And we had no idea how long it would last. And it's been a year. Um, And yet, you know, here we are a year later. We haven't Mm -hmm. met physically again since then. And yet, during this period, um, we've been able to keep meeting virtually. So, thank the Lord for Zoom. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 um, not only have, have uh, people not evaporated, that was our concern at the beginning, but people have gathered. 
you know, extra people, people mm-hmm. who maybe wouldn't be coming normally. So that's been good. Um, on the other hand, not having that physical proximity um, has been hard because you you haven't always seen or understood what's been going on in different people's lives. And part of the congregation has been under intense strain during this period. I mean, we've got a lot of people in the Swindon Church who are frontline workers, are working, yeah. um, you know, in the care homes, in in the hospitals, and uh, they've been at risk and they've been dealing with some really tough stuff, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to some degree, you know, I've been uh, uh, <laughs> distanced from that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whereas. Uh, others wearing their PPE actually in the um, ICU or uh, actually on the care home who've been having yeah. to deal with the illness, the fear of catching it, uh, taking it home to your loved ones, etc. That's been a real, real struggle, um, I think. Mm-hmm. So ministering uh, to people who've been experiencing such a different environment, different circumstances has been challenging. And um, also those who've, who've lost loved ones, we've, we've had several people who've, um, you know, passed away in our congregation in this period. Uh, and to, to minister to the loved ones in those circumstances has been quite brutal, I would say. You know, um, death is always brutal, but it's even worse when you can't be um, alongside people for, a, uh, you know, or, or, or you're at a funeral and you have to um, wear masks. Um, and only a few people can show up, and then you can't go back to people's houses and you know, just talk as you would normally. All of that's been been a struggle, in fact. Um, so um, you mentioned also as a leader, uh, part of my role shifted in this period. Um, so I was leading not just the churches in Swindon and Cheltenham, which I normally do, but um, churches across at the southwest, including in Bristol and Taunton and uh, Gloucester and so on. Um, I say leading because you obviously can't lead all of those, um, but trying to be in the background supporting the local leaders. And a lot of the strain has has been taken by the elders and, and we're really blessed, I think, in, in our church for having a lot of capable local lay leaders uh, who really committed to church, committed to God, and they were the ones who were picking up the phone, uh, very often talking to the elderly uh, members of the congregation who couldn't make it on Zoom, and just checking in with them and, and seeing how they were, and and taking the strain. And that's been that's been wonderful that they've done all of that, um, and and I think you know um, has actually really helped people stay connected to one another and. And to God too during this period. Okay, thank you, thank you, Pastor. Um, um, my next follow-up question will be: How has, how hard has it been to to lead the church as a people outside of the normal conventional um, buildings obviously we've had, and how has it opened or given you um, a different perspective or outlook on church in itself as well? Yeah, that's a terrific question, really. Um, and uh, it begs the question, what is church? Um, mm. I, I preached even before lockdown a few sermons on this. <laughs> church is not a building. 
and I, when you get back, you go back into the New Testament and you look at the, the words uh, underpinning it in the Greek, ecclesia, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's the gathering. It's the gathering of the people. Yeah. It's the it's really all about the people. It's not the, the bricks and mortar. Mm-hmm. You know, we sometimes get confused about that. Um, so actually, we haven't had any bricks or mortar. Uh, not been able to be near them for practically a year, <laughs> and and yet the people uh, are still, you know, worshiping. They're still connected. Yeah. Um, so it's the, kind of the tangible dem- demonstration of that, isn't it? That the, mm-hmm. it's about the, the people, not about um, the places mm-hmm. uh, that they meet. Um, so I think this has been kind of mind blowing and mind expanding. I mean, maybe um, your generation is is more tech savvy than <laughs> mine, and um, so you kind of grad graduate and maybe were living some of your social life o- online before. Yeah. You know? But m- for me, before I think virtual life uh, was not the same as real life, mm-hmm. you know, and and I saw it as kind of second uh, second tier existence. <laughs> um, um, but now it's real for all of us isn't it yeah that is the way that we communicate and the great thing is that it it enables people to be in touch who couldn't otherwise be prevented mm-hmm. by covid and even those who maybe wouldn't be coming along to church or could never make it because mm-hmm. they might be like miles away from the church yeah uh, you know we've been having people joining from south africa or south america or uh, you know um, my dad comes on the service um, from Derbyshire every every uh, Sabbath, you know, and I'm just thinking he'd never come otherwise. Mm. So it, it it blows open the boundaries. It makes um, um, services so much more accessible. Yeah, that's the real positive thing. And you waste a lot less time, um, especially in the in the admin side. Mm. You, you probably don't see this, but there are <laughs> kind of board meetings and these kind of things. Yeah, and people are. Uh, you know, getting in their car and they're driving for hours and they're coming late nights mm. uh, in, and, and then they have to go back late at night afterwards. Well, now you can just uh, flick on the switch and you're, everybody's there. Yeah. That is a good use of time. So, mm. um, And may, maybe also, I mean, Swindon's been remarkable, I think, in terms of um, their prayer ministry mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and the, 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 the prayer team. Uh, holding prayer three times a day, mm-hmm. uh, or, or launching a, um, a a Facebook page, pray for me, which has now nearly ten thousand followers. Okay, you know, and you're just thinking, wow, you know, mm-hmm. where did that come from? Yeah. Not led by the pastor at all, mm-hmm. led by the, the church members mm-hmm. wanting to reach to reach other people, yeah, and doing it in spades. Yeah, you know? that's phenomenal. So it opens up opportunities we never saw mm. i like that i like that i generally yeah i definitely agree with that as well in, in essence that it has created multiple avenues in which obviously we can minister um in which obviously we maybe may have been limited to before obviously the whole pandemic started so i really like that i really like that um and in yeah. in, in some ways just ju- just to uh, you know complete that um media um some media things work better yeah over the screen mm. than they would in a church yeah so we you know regularly in our church services we'll have the children's cartoon you know yeah 
well, children's cartoon coming onto a screen really engages the kids. It does, yeah. You know, when it's on a computer screen or a TV screen, mm-hmm. more than it would do in a church building. Yeah. It's built for it, mm. actually. Um, and we've been doing some video-based uh, teaching. You know, we do Talking Jesus, mm-hmm. great um, training yeah. program for uh, equipping Christians to share their faith. Yeah. It's video-based. So it works perfectly in uh, uh, on on the computer. And there are other things, too. We've done the Bible course, mm-hmm. another one introductory to the Bible. And so that kind of opens it out. I don't know about you, but but um, uh, also, you know, this this sense in which people might not come into a church building, yeah, because they've got maybe preconceptions about what it's like. It's a big deal yeah. coming to a, a new space mm-hmm. where they don't know anybody and so on. But if they're sitting in their front room, you know, uh, and they're they're comfortable, they can get up, go and get a, a, a cup of tea or a biscuit mm-hmm. or something, and. Um, they, they're managing their space. Mm-hmm. They get as involved as they want to, switch the camera on or not, yeah. depending on how they feel. Um, they can participate, get a sense for what a congregation is like, mm-hmm. you know, what we're teaching, mm-hmm. um, what were uh, the music we're playing, the kind of people that we are, mm-hmm. and then um, you know, dip their toe in gently. Mm-hmm. And people are doing that. That's great. Yeah. I really like that. I really like that. And I feel like it definitely has had um, a very big effect, obviously, on those who obviously may have not been traditionally going to church either. And obviously, so them able to obviously have this accessibility to kind of get a taste of church for themselves is if obviously opened their eyes to a lot of people. Um, which leads on to my follow-up question, which is, um, did you have any fears for the church when COVID or the pandemic came in regards to, say, how... Um, as maybe just for the people or for um, the church as a whole and obviously how you minister? Um, did you have any fears um, for the church when the whole pandemic and COVID came? It came so suddenly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was back there in Wuhan, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, but we heard about it. It was still something which was really quite distant. And then, then we were having, I think, um, maybe the last time that we met was our, our um, day of fellowship. So mm-hmm. we had the three Swindon churches all gathering at, at Holy Trinity. And uh, then we were starting to do, you know, the Wuhan handshake, the elbow. <laughs> um, that was it. That was the last time we met. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you can't meet and you're thinking, well, what are we going to do this? Yeah. You know, people, um, particularly in our denomination, were used to coming every week, aren't we? Yeah. Now, most churches don't do that, but it's it's like central part of our life, of our being, you mm-hmm. know, to meet with um, fellow believers and meet with God uh, in worship once a week. And you're thinking, how are we going to continue that? Yeah. So I was worried. Um, fortunately, didn't have to worry too too long because um, up in my other church in Cheltenham, there's a guy who was really switched on regarding Zoom, mm-hmm. and so the. The, you know, it was kind of a seamless transition yeah. from one week we're meeting physically, the next week we're actually organizing and running a church service on over Zoom platform, and most people were already there, mm-hmm. and we haven't stopped since. And then the, the following week, uh, we rolled it out in Swindon for the first time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Elder Sam and company and the AV team have been keeping it running ever since. Yeah. You know? So... But for a moment, there's this kind of hairy, hairy, uh, you know, 
uh, moment where you think to yourself, well, how, how can we stay together as a congregation? How can we even worship God? Yeah. How can we support one another mm-hmm. when um, through these times? So, yeah, praise the Lord for Zoom. Amen. Amen. <laughs> now, um, unfortunately, obviously, a lot of people um, like myself, um, obviously, back when received COVID, obviously, the lockdown first hit, um, I was very much still at university. I was stuck in my room. Um, but by the grace of God, obviously, I still had family. I still had friends. Obviously, I could rely upon spiritually to obviously be there for me. Um, mm. And even even in that, it was very difficult because I was obviously just stuck in my room by myself. Mm. And so um, my question would be, what message of potential um, hope would you give to those who've um, struggled spiritually and mentally given the whole pandemic, COVID and lockdown? Um, especially, I say, given that um, as much as obviously we've had a positive, as much as obviously churches have had positive um, impacts on obviously individuals in continuing to draw, obviously draw them into the messages, into the word and through obviously ministry that's available to us. Um, how it may be like for those who may be felt like they've drifted away a little bit from church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I th- I'm, you're, you're right, because I think it's experienced, people have experienced this in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your uni experience, um, and it was the same for our daughter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where she was basically going to uni for the first time, didn't know anybody, and then uh, all of a sudden couldn't leave her residence, mm-hmm. couldn't even leave her, her room, basically, for, mm-hmm. um, or, or, um, for 10 days or so. Mm-hmm. And you're just thinking, um, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think especially people living alone, uh, the elderly, uh, have found this tough to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the, the, the people who are on their own in our congregation, you know, if you have, at least you have your spouse, mm-hmm. that's something. But when you're uh, a widow or a widower, there's only you, um, that is difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have found it quite a lonely experience mm-hmm. um, there. So we've been encouraging people to, um, to, to reach out, to stay in touch. Yeah. You know? And I think, well, that's that's absolutely key for for us, isn't it? As mm-hmm. church members, just pick up the phone and talk to people, just mm-hmm. see how they're doing, have a conversation, and they um, they they love it so much. We we have an elderly lady in my other congregation. Um, she just got a call from one of our church elders the other day. She just kept raving about it. <laughs> so it's our opportunity, isn't it, to be the um, the um, um, I don't know whether I can say the hands and feet of Jesus because yeah. we can't really go there, but mm-hmm. the mouth of Jesus at least mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we that, that that we can be there, and that's kind of what we need to be, yeah. isn't it? Right now, uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. So, I mean, getting back and how do you get through this? I suppose, yeah, we we have to re reconnect to God. I mean, one of the um, I was thinking about. Um, the time when the disciples uh, were locked in the upper room. Mm-hmm. You remember Jesus had uh, kind of been crucified mm-hmm. and they're together in the upper room. And then they, they're, first they're frightened, then they see Jesus. Yeah. And 
um, that connection then kind of it, it it empowers them. And he says, you know, stay stay here until um, the promise of my father is going to come, the Holy Ghost, and mm-hmm. and and they stay there and they're praying and they're hanging out, and then the Lord blesses them. Mm-hmm. And so, in some ways, this has also been an opportunity, and it is an opportunity for us to be spiritually empowered. Mm-hmm. We we've got to spend our time, you know, um, praying and and um, a focus on him yeah read the word keep there mm-hmm. keep uh um and then you know um try and be used yeah. by him to reach somebody mm-hmm. for him mm-hmm. it might just be yeah how are you yeah that kind of message but it can be encouraging message to those who've been struggling yeah i really like that i really like that especially because i feel like there has been a lot of accountability to play for each and every single individual Christian in trying to reach out to obviously loved ones or even to individuals they may have not spoken to in a very long time that we were, I guess maybe we took a little bit for granted for given that before obviously COVID, we were able to obviously see each other at church, say hi, hello, yes. how are you? Whereas obviously where obviously that that isolation almost had to have had to like Birthing us the the confidence and and the willingness to reach out to other people and see how they are genuinely doing and obviously check up on them and and pray for them and um yeah help them out in any way possible so yeah that's very true very yeah true. and the kind of thing that you've been doing you know with the, <laughs> uh, with the young people like in the church and many of them away at uni yeah is absolutely crucial yeah. isn't it yeah you know. And it's 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 amazing that people can be you know in in Lincoln and Nottingham mm. and Cardiff and Bristol and all in the same place you know yeah. talking about Jesus uh, you know, on Saturday yeah. morning it's great Friday night. <laughs> um, so my very last question is, what are you most looking forward to after the pandemic um, slash the lockdown when it's all over, um, and what do you think will be different, both good and bad? given obviously the um, the blessing obviously we've had of Zoom and obviously how we've been able to interact online and obviously still fellowship and still a minister. Um, yeah, what are you most looking forward to um, after it's all over and what do you think will be both good and bad? Um, yeah. Right. So so when it's all, all over, over, really all over, yeah. and uh, <laughs> we're able to you know, meet and we don't have masks and no social um restrictions anymore uh, in terms of social distancing i'm looking forward just to you know, giving people massive great hugs mm-hmm. and um singing together yes yeah i've missed that yes. live music i mean i love singing on zoom i love singing to my heart's content to a track <laughs> but actually there's something about being together with people and singing you know worship mm-hmm. um, so I've, I've missed that i've missed seeing people face to face and when I have seen people face to face occasionally, you know, it's kind of you, know, you, you really have a body. <laughs> you, know, you mean you're you're a three dimensional being? You know, it's like like uh, that. So so that I'm yeah. looking forward to that whole piece. Specifically in in Swindon, I mean, I loved what we were just starting to do, Kaya. Mm. You know, the come as you are thing. Mm-hmm. Which was that that um, Saturday evening program with contemporary music and people sitting around tables yeah. and and I'm looking forward to doing that again. Okay. Um, and some of the other things I really enjoyed. I, I used to love doing something called Open the Book. 
Okay. Open the book is where you take the Bible into um, primary school and okay. you kind of enact, uh, you know, a, a, um, one of the stories of Jesus or one of the Bible stories. Yeah. And you, like a group of three or four of you will um, pretend to be um, Peter and other disciples in the boat, might take in a boat there and a, and a fishing net. And, you know, and the kids are all watching yeah. and you're enacting the story. And that kind of sense of connection, mm. I, I miss that. I'm really looking forward to it again. Yeah. Um, what else did I, um, I, I used to love hanging out at the harbour. Okay. The harbour project. Okay. You know, and um, I've not been there for a year, mm. but that's a kind of, um, it's, it's almost like a United Nations because um, there are people from Afghanistan and Albania and all kinds okay. of um, places, Iran. And I absolutely love that, mm-hmm. just a place where people gather. A um, bit like um, church, actually, yeah. very like church, mm-hmm. except people who wouldn't come to church normally. Okay. Um, many, many Muslim or, or secular backgrounds mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. And I just like being there and, and, and ministering. So I'm, not, I'm looking forward to that too. So okay. Quite a lot to look forward a to. A lot, a lot to look forward to. Yeah. But you asked another interesting question, which is what do we take, what, what, do we, what have we learned? What do we take with us? Yeah. On, on? And I think we take a sense in which we can use Zoom mm-hmm. um, for things like Bible study. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been doing Bible studies um, online during this period some with people i've never met mm-hmm. and you know and we've kind of struck up friendships and it's so much easier for us to do it over line uh, um rather than um f- figure out an, a, a time to drive t- to go and uh, to visit someone's house yeah so i think we take that with us mm-hmm. maybe some of our midweek meetings um even small group meetings can work better mm-hmm. over zoom a lot of our admin meetings, I think, can work better over Zoom. Mm-hmm. And there will be a case for, um, it's certainly in the initial stages, continuing Sabbath school and all of that over Zoom mm-hmm. when we have initially maybe a one-hour service we get back to. But people, I, I, you know, we've got, I, I don't know whether you've noticed, but we've got, I think this last week, we had 68 devices, something like that, for Sabbath school. Okay. Well, that's what probably 150 people attending Sabbath school. Well, you know, uh, or 100 plus people. Well, if we get 30 normally, <laughs> we're doing well. That is true. Why is that? It's it's so much easier, yeah, isn't it? It's the convenience. Of people more relaxed. Mm-hmm. It's less pressure, mm-hmm. and they can they can come in their own time. So some of these things we're going to have to take with us, mm. and we're going to have to think about how do we run the hybrid service where we might be streaming it from church, but um, onto a platform, Zoom and, and YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, so people can watch it as well as the, 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 uh, the relatively smaller number mm-hmm. who are in physical church. So, yeah. Okay. They're things that we'll have to take away. What about you? What do you think we, we, we need to be learning? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to being in contact with people again. I've missed yeah. that a lot and I would definitely feel the difference in fellowship and with people um, being obviously away from obviously the the physical building of the church um, yeah. and almost to the point at which I feel like it has 
um, very much affected my spiritual health a lot because I thought I I felt the importance of of um, people of a congregation and us all ministering together. Um, even like mm-hmm. how the word says, when two or three are gathered together, like the Lord is within us, and it's I yeah. feel the power, or I've I've missed that that presence a lot from having a multitude of people obviously coming together to a fellowship. So that is very one one big thing I very much um, miss from church and look forward to again. And just like he said, singing again as well and being able to attend um, different churches and their different programs and be able to take from them and learn from them as well as to what they're doing, obviously in regards to ministering. Um, And yeah, I've, I've also, I also genuinely believe that there's a lot, obviously we've learned from this phase that we can take away from. And I love the fact that you said, um, implementing zoom somehow obviously when it comes to bible studies or um even comes to diversions or prayer meetings potentially so that we can still be um impactful obviously when we physically do come together but still making it available for those who may feel more comfortable being at home and still not limiting the 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 way god obviously can work through technology and also just through the intimacy obviously of being around people um so yeah i definitely agree with that you know, and I, I think the other thing is we've maybe discovered new resources that we didn't know yes. about before. So for me, one of the ways I do my devotional at the moment, mm-hmm. I'm, um, um, I, I watch an episode on Jesus101.tv, okay. which is Elizabeth Talbot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so I'm doing the story of redemption at the moment. And, like, and, and she's got like these 28-minute um, uh, programs. Mm-hmm. And boy, does that, does that give me a lift. <laughs> But of course, on Zoom, you can then integrate it, uh, play it over Zoom, and have a discussion, discussion. around it. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that with the uh, young people in in channel. We just kicked off doing it on a Wednesday meeting with um, with the adults as well. Mm-hmm. And so we read scripture. So we read, you know, a story from Acts. Mm-hmm. We talk about it, and then we get a, a, a little bit of theological depth with Elizabeth Talbot yeah. and some enthusiasm, and. It works well as a formula, mm-hmm. actually. So, so I think we were able to leverage mm-hmm. uh, people, experts, um, passionate preachers, mm-hmm. you know, into our own uh, spiritual life, which is good for everybody. And of course, we can share that really easily yeah. too. Again, I want to thank everyone for joining me in this episode and more importantly, Pastor James for having this conversation with me and for you sharing your perspective of the church throughout this pandemic. The next episode will be out very soon. And so until then, I hope you guys enjoy your day. Grace and peace.